Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yonts. This is episode 16, and we're going to be talking about, well, what's going on with my course and what happened. We're going to talk about the Toronto Film Festival, the New York Film Festival. I want to talk about the approaching date of the PS5. Hopefully we get an idea of how much the thing is going to cost. We still don't know that yet. I'm going to talk a little bit about wrestling, and I'm going to broach a little bit on uh, politics. So, enjoy. Okay, let's talk about what's going on with me. Well, unfortunately, the place where I put my course up didn't really give me a lot of options to to put a link or anything that I wanted to do. So I was I'm pretty torn with how that ended up. I like that I got the course done. I got everything I needed from it, but I need to put it I'm going to either have to build a website or I'm going to have to build some kind of page or landing page, something where I can have more control over it and produce it to you because if I just do what they were giving me I don't feel like it would have gotten anywhere it, it was it's a little disappointing to hear that but on the good news is I am starting my YouTube vlog that is going to start uh, hopefully tonight and that will be daily hopefully daily I know I keep contradicting myself and uh, I'm still got Still a little ways on the short film, and that will be on there. And I'm also going to do a review of books on my other channel, YouTube channel, called Justin Talks, which will be almost a subsidiary in some ways to what the DMF is doing. So, those are little things that are going on here, and uh, let's move on to the New York Film Festival. Okay, let's talk about the New York Film Festival. Well, we're in a pandemic, so there's a lot of things that are going on. It's going to be hard to get us all into a, an auditorium. I know they are doing that as well, but I heard that they're going to be doing uh, virtual screenings, which I'm excited to see because I'll be able to experience the New York Film Festival. When I first went to New York in, I think it was like, 2012, I, I saw films there and I've been going to the New York Film Festival for off and on many years and I've, I've always appreciated it. It's one of the few film festivals that doesn't actually present a winner. They kind of look at all their films as a winner. So let's talk a little bit about the slate. We've got Lovers Rock, which is the new film by Steve McQueen, which I'm very excited to see. That is something that's probably on my list of must-see. Another one is called Nomad Land, and that's with Chloe Zhao, and that is um, um, wow, I can't remember her name. <laughs> the woman in uh, Three Billboards, uh, Frances McDormand. Sorry about that. Sorry about that little pause there. Um, French Exit is going to be closing the film festival, and that is Azri Azel 
Jacobs. I've never seen this uh, either of these two directors that I just mentioned. Um, one of the things that's getting a lot of talk is Spike Lee's uh, film, which is about David Byrne's American Utopia. David Byrne worked with, you know, he was part of Talking Heads. This should be a really interesting uh, documentary as well as showing the show that he did on Broadway. I'm really excited to see what Spike Lee does with that. Um, another film is The Human Voice with Tilda Swinton, and that is Pedro Alamovar. Sorry, I still can't pronounce his, his name right. Uh, Hopper Wells, which is a documentary on uh, about Orson Welles, and um, I'm not sure. I've, I'm, I'm just reading the slate here, so I'm not exactly sure. But these are the films that interest me. Um, on the Rocks with uh, Sofia Coppola. What I like about this is this is Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. Bill Murray is finally doing a film once again with with Sofia Coppola. So this should be really interesting. So I'm excited to see these films. They should be um, interesting to see. I want to see the Wes Anderson film. I haven't seen that anywhere. That's the one I really want to see, but oh well, it's not there. Now let's look at the Toronto Film Festival. Uh, some of the films excited me. One of the films that I liked is Ammonite, which is with Kate Winslet and Cerise Ronan. I didn't write the director's name. I'm sorry about that, but that looks like an interesting film. Um, Falling, which is Viggo Mortensen. He is starring in it as well as directing in it. So that excites me. That These should be interesting films to see. And if I get to see them virtually in my own home, means I don't have to deal with any of the unruly people. So, I'm excited. That's the New York Film Festival and that's the Toronto Film Festival. Let's move on to the PS5. The PlayStation 5 is coming, hopefully in November. We still don't really have an official price at all. We have estimates and things. There's supposedly going to be two systems. There's going to be one without the... Um, the disk drive and one that's just going to be a hard drive. I seem to lend myself more to leaning towards the hard drive because I mean, the, excuse me, not the, yeah, the hard drive without the disk drive because I don't, I just want to be able to, I, I don't really want to put games in anymore. I know this will kind of destroy GameStop's idea here, but one of the things that they're floating around is obviously there's going to be a 12 month payment plan. So they seem to really want people to get this system, and I'm excited to with the PS5 because supposedly the the um, the lineup should be really interesting. It's supposed to be one of the best lineups for a console ever. So I'm I'm excited about that. The PS5 should be a, you a, a great piece of hardware, and I've I'm a Sony guy. I like Xbox, but I'll always pick Sony. I had the Sony. I had the first PlayStation, I've had the PlayStation 2, I had the PlayStation 3, and I have the PlayStation 4 with me right now. And it's a wonderful system, and I'm excited to see what they do with the PlayStation 5. So that is coming, and uh, let's move on. So let's talk a little bit about professional wrestling. So the big news is AEW just broke over a million. That's 1.016 million 
for the first time since I think last year of 2019. I think the second show broke over a million. So that is great because it shows that this company is growing. Now we talked about the pay-per-view last week. This is the this is the follow-up show um, to the pay-per-view, and I liked it. A lot of interesting things happened. It wasn't um, my favorite episode, but I saw them putting the pieces together. And the big news coming out of that is that Kenny Omega is now going as a single. And now he's obviously going to be more the Kenny Omega we loved in New Japan. He kind of took himself out of it backstage, kind of as he wanted to, they wanted to build new stars. So seeing that, and then Rusev, the former Rusev debuted, now Miro, who has a Twitch channel and said he was retired, is now with AEW, and he gave a great speech where he talked about the brass ring and all this stuff, and apparently that line came from Chris Jericho. So I'm really liking what AEW is doing because they're really getting, they're just, they seem to be doing everything right. And they're putting the building blocks for them to succeed and to oppose, to hopefully surpass WWE. Now, I know that's, that's a little much. We don't know if they'll ever do that. But they are, they're catching up with them on the ratings. So we're probably doomed to see NXT is going to still stay on Wednesday night so that they can slowly hurt AEW, but I hate to tell them it's not gonna do much. They are they're on the rise and you can't kill them. You can't kill them that way. You have to be a better product and they're not a better product. WWE has fallen by the wayside. The only thing I like that WWE is doing is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is great. Seeing him go out there and, you know, he's he's in a match and he comes out five minutes later just so he can, you know, steal the win. I like that. He's a great heel. And he's playing this well. I, I love it. Uh, one thing that WWE Network put on, they put on a, a thing, a, a day of thing, on uh, Dominic uh, Mysterio. I think that's a mistake. You don't need to put a character out there talking with the character that he's feuding with when they're still basically feuding. It's only a month done. And they're talking about it like, you know, like they're friends backstage. I'm like, how are we supposed to suspend disbelief if you're showing, shoving it in our face that, oh, yes, this is all fake and no one cares. So I don't really like what, um, <laughs> how WWE is doing things. I hear that McMahon has lost his mind. He has no focus. He's very similar to a certain president that we hear. Now, I don't want this to be about, you know, Republicans and Democrats, but, you know, Surely you can at least admit that. So that's one thing that's happening. I'm very excited AEW is is succeeding. Slowly but surely they are just, they're getting up there. Soon enough they'll be at 1.3. I know, and then they'll be at 1.5. They're just going to keep going up and up and up and up. And WWE, I don't know what they're going to do because they just do not have their finger on the pulse. But I like the Roman thing. I love that AEW broke over a million, and I like that uh, Miro's, the former Rusev, is now in um, AEW. Also, New Japan released the G1 Climax competitors. 
If you look at the A block, it's amazing. The B block, eh, not so much. The A block has Okada, Jay White. I, the list goes on. It, it, it looks like a great, a great lineup. Now, I get, two, I get two predictions that I think are going to happen. I think either Jay White is going to win the G1 or, or Kenta could maybe shock us all and win the G1 and be the one to face Naito so that Naito can avenge the, the attack that happened to him at the Tokyo Dome. That might not happen. It could be Okada. Okada could end up being there. Some of my friends want uh, Will Ospreay. I think it's too soon for Will Ospreay. I don't think they're going to do that. Maybe next year, but I, I think he's going to have a good showing in the in the G1. But I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to win. Um, I don't believe Naito is going to win. I, I don't see that happening. I mean, you could always look at Tanahashi. Tanahashi's always in there, you know, old faithful. <laughs> he could he could win, um, but I see. I see. I, I I'm still going with Jay White. I think Jay White. Now maybe it could be Evil. Evil just beat Naito, and now he just lost to Naito. And he had a nice little transitional run as a champion. But he could maybe win as well. But I am seeing uh, Jay White. I think Jay White or Kenta. I think those are the people that are going to be there. They could always have Jay White or Kenta win and then have somebody lose the briefcase. They've never done that before. They could always do that. You could have um, Okada win it. And then have Jay White steal it from him, which would be great. It would be great heat for him so that Naito can go into a, a real heel at the, uh, at the Dome. So I'm excited for G1. That is happening in a few weeks, and that should be really fun. I'm going to talk a lot about that. So stay tuned. Let's move on to the final segment where I will talk about a little bit about politics. And here we go. Okay, let's talk a little politics. Um, the only thing that to talk about really is the Bob Woodward book and the leaked audio tapes. Well, they're not really leaked. I, uh, are they leaked? I don't know. I get the released audio tapes from the Bob Woodward's uh, interviews with Donald Trump, which basically states that Donald Trump knew the severity of the coronavirus and downplayed it. And he says in those interviews, to be fair, that he said that he didn't want to um, cause a panic. Now, whether you think that that was right or wrong, I don't know. For me, personally, I typically lend in the idea that you should tell people the truth. But that's just me. So that is the thing that came out today. The thing that I'm excited about the Bob Woodward book is, uh, well, Bob Woodward is a great writer. So I'm excited to hear his his interview, his his expertise in this book, titled "Rage," and he did, I believe, eighteen uh, interviews with uh, with Trump, and this started back in December of two thousand nineteen, and I'm really excited to see what see some of the mindset going in there. Um, but yeah, I I don't know how you can't look at this and see this is not damning. I mean, even if you're, no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, I mean, this is the worst time to have this released. This is, 
very similar to when Hillary Clinton was uh, fainted around 9-11 and we had all the talk about, you know, about the, um, the emails and things like that. But so to have this gift given to you as, as a Democrat, you know, this doesn't speak too well for the Republican chances, especially Donald Trump's chances, when you have going out there that he lied to the American people. I mean, this just, and people are asking, well, why didn't he, why did he release this thing? And he says he didn't know if it was true. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I, I kind of see what he's saying there. Like maybe, maybe there was a point to this. Maybe if we, you know, by letting these things happen, go through, they would do it. Also, one thing that would have happened if he did release them, uh, that would have been the end of the interview and there would not be a book. Now, some people would say, well, that, that's, you know, that's ethics. You know, not necessarily. I think that's a, that's a delicate subject. But what I really just want to talk about is the Bob Woodward book. I'm excited for this book to come out. I think this will be a good read. I, I enjoyed the last book he did. And he's always had a good point on uh, the presidents. He's written about many of them. He wrote about Obama. He wrote about Bush. He wrote about Clinton. He's, he's, he's one of our guys that, you know, we can look to to give us facts. So, although one thing he does say at the end of this book is, um, well, I don't want to give that away. That's not my... That's not my point here. My point here is that, I don't know, how do you, I'd, I'd like to ask you guys, how do you feel about this situation? I mean, do you feel that this is justified? Should he have lied about it? Or should he have told us the truth? Which, which do you lean on? And that's your decision to make, not mine. I don't want to do, I don't want to talk about politics and, um, in a party format or in a partisan way. I, I want to, you know, give you the facts and then ask you the questions. Be like, what do you think? How do you feel? It's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what I think. Well, I did tell you what I think, but I'm not going to lead you to it. I'm going to tell you what, what, what the facts are and what I, what I see and how I see it, and you make your own decision. So... That's about all I have to say about that. I don't really want to talk, go into real detail about this. Um, I want to say thank you for listening once again. You can uh, find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and now YouTube with my name, Justin Yance. And I'm excited to be giving you more material. Hopefully this week I will have enough time to finish the Kenny Omega versus Okada series. So that's what's coming up. I'll see you next week on uh, Sunday. This is going to be the day. And we'll have many things to discuss. So thank you for listening. And I've been enjoying doing this on Sunday. So thank you. And thank you for listening. And this has been the DMF.